The following audio is from Life Centre Church. For more information, please visit lifecentrechurch.com.au. We're in our series, Encounters with Jesus, and Shane uh, took us through an encounter, uh, the blind man Barry had with Jesus last week. So if you missed that podcast, uh, grab it, enjoy that message, fantastic message. Uh, This week's message, uh, I am going to be looking at Jesus' encounter with the two criminals on the cross. I know that it's not a lead up to Easter, I know it's a lead up to Christmas, but I really wanted to share this message this morning. Uh, and it's, One, it's a great salvation message, reminding us that, that the death and resurrection of Christ is, is the basis of our Christian faith. But secondly, just how Jesus interacted with these two criminals and how these two criminals interacted with Jesus and the hope they put in who he said he was. So I'd like to read uh, from Luke 23, 39, if you have your Bibles, and it should be up on there. One of the criminals who were hanging railed railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We are indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. If you're unfamiliar with the lead up to this particular story, Jesus finds himself on a cross with two other people, two men who are criminals. Jesus has been brought before council, he's been brought before Pilate, before Herod, back to Pilate, and he finds himself being crucified with these two men. And we don't know much about the two criminals, other than what we read from their dialogue with Jesus. We don't know the background of the criminals. All we know is that they have been caught in their crime. They've been tried, sentenced, and now being crucified for their crimes. All three men on the cross that day knew what their outcome was going to be. They all knew they were facing death. We don't know. Um, uh, we don't know if they knew anything about Jesus prior to them being crucified with him. We do know that they would have been facing an enormous amount of pain and anguish. They would have heard Jesus praying on the cross, asking God to forgive his persecutors. And again, we don't know much about the criminals. Did they have family there? Were they alone? Were they um, uh, guilty or not guilty? And, And from what we read, they knew they were guilty of their crimes. What we do know from the story is that one of these men that are with Jesus gets to be with him in paradise and then the other gets to be separated from God for eternity. So I want to look at today how they got to that point. At at what point was Jesus' heart turned towards one and not the other? And again, we don't know much about these men other than that they are guilty They are being crucified, and they're probably alone. 
And I love this story because I have been in the past in situations where I am crying out for God in prayer and find myself crying out for God to save me from the situation and I'm putting my hope in all the wrong things. What we can take away from the story for the first criminal is that we can see his hope. We get this picture of frustration, desperation, and possibly he wants to be saved. He cries out to Jesus and rails him. Um, if you are truly the Son of God, if you're truly Jesus, then save yourself. Get yourself down from there and get us down as well. If he does believe truly that Jesus is the Messiah, King of the Jews, and is able to perform miracles, then to him Jesus just represents a way to escape the current situation. Get us down. I'm putting my hope in. If you're, if you're God, get yourself down and get me down. I'm desperate. I, I, I want out. I want, you know, save me from this situation. Then there's the second criminal who also wants to be saved. But we get a different picture of hope. First, we know he fears God. We read that uh, he's uh, uh, yelling out to the other criminal, don't you fear God? What are you saying? He admits guilt and accepts his punishment. He proclaims Jesus' righteousness, and then he is king that saves. He knows Jesus is the Messiah. He knows he deserves death, but boldly asks anyway. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He knew who he was, a criminal, but I truly believe that that man knew exactly who Jesus was. He would have been listening to the crowds mock Jesus. He would have been listening to um, uh, Jesus' prayer to God. And one criminal pins his hope on, if this guy's the Messiah, he can get us down from here. He can get me out of this situation. The other man is, if this man is truly God, I'm going to pin my hopes on that. And I deserve the punishment I'm going to get. But remember me when you come into your kingdom. One man's pinning his hopes on getting rescued. The other man's pinning his hopes on getting saved. The difference between the two criminals, I believe, is the second criminal shows a humble faith. We read in Hebrews 11, 5 to 6, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was condemned, uh, he was commended as having pleased God. And, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I believe the difference between the two criminals that Jesus had an encounter with is that one was pinning his hopes again on just getting out of the situation and I've been in those times where my prayers to God are, just get me out of this. I know I got myself in it, but get me out, please. And it's humbling to remind ourselves that God doesn't promise us 
to get us down off the cross. But he does promise that he'll see us through those situations. Psalm 149. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adores the humble with salvation. The difference between criminal one and criminal two is this humbleness. Jesus is who he says he is. And I'm going to humble myself before him. I acknowledge that I deserve to be here. I deserve my punishment. But just remember me. And then Jesus rewards him with that eternal salvation. You'll be with me in paradise today. Whereas the, second, or the first criminal just mocks. Get us down. Get us out of here. What we can take away from these two men being nailed to the cross, dying alongside Jesus, that when trials come, we will either bow up with pride or bow down in humility. The first criminal, prideful. We all know those, or we've seen those people. I've seen them in shopping centers. I've seen them uh, in my neighborhood. Those angry people that just blame everyone. It's like, oh, like, oh. And they're not humble people. Then we have other people who quite humble and acknowledge that, you know, we're not all perfect. There's a helpful article on Desiring God titled, Prayer is for the Humble, How God Meets Us in Desperation. I mentioned before that I've found myself in these situations before where I come to God with my prayer and it doesn't come from a humble spirit. It comes from a desperate man who's found himself in a situation that he's got himself into and praying to God to get me out oh, I don't deserve this we sometimes find ourselves crying out to God I deserve better than this I deserve more than this when in reality we deserve death and punishment but through the grace and mercies of God we get Jesus And it goes like this. I'll just read it out. Again, this is an article I've, I've referred back to on numerous occasions. Just to remind me that when I come to God, I need to come to God humbly. I need to come to God acknowledging that I don't deserve his mercies and graces, but I get it. It's free. And that should humble us. Whenever we are in the presence of God, we should be moved to humbleness. I'll just read this part out here. It should all be up on the board there. Uh, Thanks, Steve, on that last PowerPoint. To appeal to God for rescue moves us beyond the casual request that pours forth from our casual lives. It's one thing to put together a wish list. It's quite another to beg for deliverances from a life-threatening danger. We most humble ourselves in prayer when we appeal to God for what is plainly beyond our ability to produce. We feel stuck. We are desperate. We have come to the end of ourselves and our resourcefulness. And in our appeal to him is a more profound acknowledgement of his highness and our lowness, his strength and our weaknesses, his omnipotent ability and our human inability, his holiness and our humility. As Christians, we need to remind ourselves of 
the hope we have in Jesus is based on what he's done for us. Nothing we bring to the table, nothing we bring to God is of any worth. But our humbleness and our wantingness to seek him more and more, our heart towards him draws him nearer to us. So as we look at this encounter with these two criminals, my prayer this morning is that, again, a great salvation message. Our whole Christian faith is based on what Jesus did at the cross. If that didn't happen, we don't have a belief system. We acknowledge that. But where do we put ourselves in relation to these criminals? Are we running to God and pleading that he gets us out of the situations that we sometimes get ourselves in? Get, us out of, get me out of the situation. I don't want to do anything. I just want you to get me out of the situation. Be God. If you're God, save yourself and save me. Or do we humble ourselves and acknowledge that we bring nothing, that we deserve death? And in our weakness and in our humbleness and our desire to seek God's face, that's where he meets us. That's where our strength is. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Life Centre Church located in North Lakes. We exist to make, mature and multiply disciples in communities that depend upon, declare and display the gospel of Jesus Christ in all of life. If you would like more information about us, please visit lifecenterchurch.com.au. We provide our podcasts free of charge. Please feel free to download the content and share it with others. But please do not edit or alter the content in any way without the written permission from the leadership of LCC. 